All right, so that's both video and audio. Oh, you're recording. <laughs> Wait, uh, oh. podcast, podcast. We're on in three, two, one. Good morning, Father Jaime. So. <laughs> 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 Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. Just you and me. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Come on, Pop. Blow it up. <laughs> yeah, I've been procrastinating quite a bit with all this uh, free time on my hand. I don't have any time to do anything. You have no time to do anything? Well, yesterday I spent almost all day um, visiting a couple of families who had asked their kind of... How does um, this work with a coronavirus quarantine? Uh, anyway, let's change that. No. <laughs> it was all legit, but... Um, yeah, we're trying not to visit a lot of families or do activities, obviously. But um, yeah, some have just reached out and we've kind of limited ourselves to those that ask. So yeah. And those are like have urgent need. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Like yeah. So. Some have come over here to the house and we have a little chapel. So um, inviting them to receive communion or, you know, have confession here. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Being safe, but, you know, trying to be um, creative at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot of people taking initiatives to do like online um, retreats or, um, you know, masses, obviously. But that thing is so cool. We're almost evangelizing the internet. Yeah. You know, the Catholics. That's cool. There's tons. There's like masses almost every hour. You open Facebook. Who would have thought it? And then you have like priests, like online masses. Yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So you said there's a problem. What's the problem? There's a problem. What's the problem? So people are at home. Yeah. Right. This it's a whole like the world's on pause. And I have heard from some people that they want to take advantage of this moment to to pray. Right? They feel the need to pray. They complain, right? Oh, no more sacraments. But then they have all this time to encounter the guy who's behind all this. Like the guy who's above this whole reality, right? Who's asking us now to trust. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this morning I was thinking, why don't we just talk about prayer? Like, you know, answer those questions people maybe have asked you, right? Right. Or asked me. Uh-huh. Um, Common. And maybe they could take advantage of this time. Ask questions on prayer. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Because you think, oh, let's pray the rosary and that's it. No, but there's more to that. There's more to that. Somebody told me yesterday, it's like this whole time, it's not a fear factor, but just a reality is like, wow. I don't know if I'm ready to like, if something tragic would happen in their life. Like there's, yeah, it's kind of scary. But that's where I think this time of hope, where do you, you know, like the gospel passage, um, you know, when the winds come and the rains come, your house won't be shaken if it's built on rock. And definitely that rock is a relationship with Christ, which is started in prayer. So what are some of these uh, questions that you have? So to save us from our... Spontaneity. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> we uh, we Imp- put empty coffee. We mode. put these. Uh, it's all props. We put all these um, questions together, right? And I'm sure, maybe like 80, 90 percent of, of people, even us, we have the same questions. So anyway, let's hash this out. So number one, how do I find time to pray? How Ooh. do I find time to pray? Because yes, we're at home. 
But then, you know, things build up. Right. Online meetings and phone calls. And now we have to, like, cook and clean and figure things out and, like, do house chores every day. And, you know, how do I find time to pray? We are busy people. Yes. And especially when you think, I could be taking advantage of every moment. Or you have a routine that you've... Like, I find this a lot. I have a routine that I build up over time. And to, I don't know, get up, uh, get ready, quick breakfast, get out the door, go to work, um, busy on your way, trying to catch up with news in the car, get to work, all you have to do, get home. Basically, it's like a go, go, go. Yeah. And you're like, how am I going to get more time to... But I think instead of... why What's helped me, at least, is instead of finding time for prayer, it's like, yes... There's, we'll get into a little bit about that, but it's almost like prayer finds you and you have to be generous with that. You know, Christ comes knocking at the door and say, hey, yeah. let me in. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yes or no. You have that choice. Prioritizing is this something. But I think one big thing that's helped a lot is, um, yeah, do you ask yourself, do you really want that? You know, if you want something, you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, those little sacrifices that you have to make of getting up earlier, or um, you know, prioritizing your morning uh, routine to five minutes. You know, just that little time. I think it's gonna it's gonna be so fruitful if you just say, okay, what what would five minutes like be like every day to God? Yeah. And you just it just multiplies. Yeah. Actually, those are two things. Two things I mentioned there, which. People have asked me and people have told me and I've told people just different uh, encounters. Um, the first one was like, if you really realize the importance of prayer or the importance of coming into contact with God, like this is the perfect time, uh-huh. right? But even in our normal lives, like if you realize, if you prioritize God's presence in your life, then what do you do? You put prayer as priority and then you build your day around that. Yep. Right? But the second point there is when you start building your day around your prayer, you choose the simplest one first. Small steps, right? As you said, five minutes. Right? Like you start, you want to say, I want to start a daily prayer routine. Say, five minutes every morning, I'm going to stop, maybe read a gospel passage, or just keep quiet or talk to God. Five minutes. Every day. And then you start. You know, building off of that. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, there are people who are more advanced. And, and uh, yes, reminder. People are more advanced and, you know, the masses every day and, and rosary and stuff. Yeah, I think but, putting anchors. So, all right, these are my unmovable things during the day. Yeah. And prioritizing means, okay, my number one priority, I think, it, as far as I exist and I'm here on this earth for a reason and what's my purpose in life um, is your relationship, your spiritual life, right? The yeah. thing that endures for all eternity that doesn't pass away. So my relationship with God is a priority. That should be your first unmoved anchor in your day. Oh, yeah. And then next comes, yeah, your relationship wherever you are in life, your state in life. Maybe it's, um, you know, spouse or maybe it is... Um, your family life or your friends. So that next step would be the unmovable thing was, all right, who are the closest to me that God has placed in my life? My family, for example. Mm-hmm. And then the next mo- unmovable thing are my responsibilities, which are you know, school or work. 
and making sure that's a priority. And then your last are like the social things, the fun things, entertainment, which we can't do without we're human flesh and bones. So we need those. But, um, you know, it's like the big, big things first, like a big boulder that you place there. Mm -hmm. And then the next is like a small until it gets to sand that you can like fill in. Yeah. But when we have those unmovable things, it brings peace and we know, yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. If it doesn't happen today, I know that it's, um, it's on my priority list that tomorrow I'm going to try harder to get that. But yeah, how do I find more time to pray is, Hey, you have to make it. If you want it, you'll make it. If you don't want it, you have to eat every day (laughs) and you find time to eat, Yeah, (laughs) you know? So those yeah, are those are important or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, just really putting everything into the, the proper context. You know, God in my life, and so my life in God. Yeah. Right. That kind of bias. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so second question. Okay. Was where do I start? But I think we already answered that kind of. Where do I start? In like prayer? if I want to start prayer, where do I start? How do I begin? How do I begin? Um, you know, the Father. That's the a good question. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. As we begin all things. Um. Well, I think that question is it's pretty deep because you're asking, like, what does my, it's an unknown, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to fail. You want to make it. But I think it's like if you meet somebody for the first time, you don't want to say, all right, how is this relationship going to end up? Like, I don't know. Let's just jump into it and see where it goes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what our mind shift has to be is like prayer is not a rigid formula. Or an ideal, mm-hmm. it's a personal relationship with Christ, and that's where it'll take multiform um, avenues or journeys in our life. But you know, I don't know. How do you how do you pray? Like, what's your? How do I pray? Yeah. I um. It's very simple. <laughs> it's actually very simple. Um, I usually start placing everything I'm going to do uh, throughout the day in God's hands, mm-hmm. right? And one thing I realized, um, well, first, when I pray, I talk to Jesus. It's not, I don't do, like, made prayers um, normally, um, nor do I just sit there, right? But I want to talk to him. I want to get in this conversation with him. I want to, you know, even do that so I can hear his voice, Right? So I place everything in, in his hands. And then I bring in the gospel of the day. And I say, all right, if this is God's word, it means he's speaking through the word. What gospel values could I apply to my day? Right? And I talk to Christ about it as if I talk to a friend. Yeah. Right? But that does not cancel out the rosaries and the masses, you know, and the sacraments. Right? Which are so many all, times we think that, oh, know. my prayer. So I ask people, how, how they, how's prayer going? I'm like, well, I'm getting my rosary in. Exactly like you said. It's yeah. it's a checklist. Yeah. And Does it make yeah, it bad? Though. Yeah, those things are, don't get those out of your life, right? Yeah. Those are, I think those are pedagogical and traditional devotions that really bring out the spirit of Christianity yeah. over a traditional way that we've had for years. So that trains our soul how to relate to God and to Mary and the saints and all that stuff with novenas and devotions. But yeah, there is an element, like you just said, of um, taking that relationship with Christ, which is he's living and real. That's what we believe. And he's not a stagnant God. 
Um, but taking the gospel and saying, okay, let, let me, let me bring to life this gospel to my, my daily life. Like mm-hmm. how does this apply to me? Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. I think I'm, I don't know if I want to dominate the conversation, but <laughs> in my, like you're, in my experience, he's the, he's the master. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so no, in, bigger. In, in my experience, <laughs> I'm bigger and older. Uh, in my experience, um, it's, it's like a progression, like all relationships, you kind of like, in, in no way is this like for everybody, but like, I don't know, my, my relationships with Christ started out first as a friend. I think mm-hmm. all, all kids in that age and most of us, like we want to know that I could speak to somebody about whatever yeah, and not be judged, not be, I mean, you have that freedom yeah. just to be yourself and the person in front of you is a gift that you receive there. You freely let them be who they are and you discover yeah. and you share stories, you share experience, you share life together, secrets or whatnot. So Christ starts off as a friend. And then I think after that, um, you start to realize how much we need a savior. So he becomes like a, his mercy is experienced and you're like, wow, I don't deserve that. But he becomes a savior. Mm-hmm. He, gets you out of like those really rough spots in your life and forgives your sins. You're, you know, freed from disaster. So it goes from friendship to a savior and then to a a lover. I think where Christ becomes somebody that you, you know that he's always there for you. You know that he's given you in the Eucharist, his body, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what we're called to imitate you know, when you're in a love relationship, it becomes kind of like, yeah, two become one flesh. And when we're in love with Christ, we want to imitate him. And when he gives himself in the Eucharist and his blood, we're something inside of us awakens to, yes, I need to do that same thing. So he becomes a lover of our soul. And then he becomes, um, I guess for, you know, for me, it's a priest, right? So it becomes a an ideal or somebody that I want to be like, mm-hmm. and he calls me to mission. He calls me to, to be him for others, sacrifice myself for others and have that same way of looking at the world and souls when they're in front of me. So yeah, friendship, lover or savior, lover, and a priest that when I, I want to imitate. Um, but that, that's just my own experience of development over time. Yeah. Um, but where do you start? You just start with spending. Talk yeah. to him. You can't love somebody you don't know. You can't know I mean, somebody that you don't spend time with. Like, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to summarize your words, right? Oh. Like, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, it's basically seeing prayer as relationship with whoever you're praying to. God, Mary, saints, right? It's realizing or one of the fruits of prayer is to realize that they're actual real people. All right. They're, they're huge, you know, they, they're, they exist. Yeah. And they're active and they're working. I don't know. It gives so much hope, so much faith and consolation to know that I can talk to someone who's got it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so, you know, Jesus, a little catechism. Yes. Okay. So, um, as we know, there's well two things that what you just said. One is that we don't 
what's the difference between like praying to Jesus and praying to Mary and praying to, oh, this is a tough one. So I'm from, yeah. I'm from the Bible belt in Georgia. So I grew up with oh, yeah. my high school and middle school. There were like, um, I think there were like 400, 500 students, the student body. And there's only three Catholics. So very minority, mm-hmm. right? And kids would always ask me what they heard from their Protestant pastor the Sunday before. Y'all, you're a Catholic, right? Y'all, um, you really like do like idol worship and like um, cannibalism and like <laughs> weird stuff. Don't You're laughing, but I got all these kind of weird questions. So what's the difference? Oh, for me, what is the difference? No, praying to Jesus yeah. and praying to Mary. Well, first, when you pray to anyone who's not God, you pray to them to intercede on your behalf before God. Meaning, yeah. Mary does not, on her own, give you grace. Right? She's what they call the mediator of grace. She goes to God and says, give this boy the grace he needs, right? Saints do the same thing. They do it all through God, right? So God is the focal point, the center, the source, the fount of any grace. And grace is basically anything or the gift that helps us bring or bring ourselves closer to God. Sanctifying. Right, sanctifying. Um, So they're kind of like friends that will do you favors. Yeah, ambassadors. So in real life, if you ever are in a a pickle, right? If you ever have a, um, you know, something happens to you, who's the first one you call? Ghostbusters. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You got an insight into Uh, Deacon Jaime's corniness. No, I mean, you're like, you're totally looking for a friend. You call, you text somebody, you call somebody and say, hey, this just happened to me. Or So they're friends in heaven. Yeah. And so I think that's good. So there's worship and then there's uh, prayer. (laughs) So worship is only to God. To God. Right? And I think that's, I understood that um, with my Protestant friends. It's a... um, Of course. It's ambiguity there because they have a different understanding of worship. Worship for them is is prayer for us. So worship is lifting your soul Mm -hmm. to to God. Yeah. Anything. Or to anything. For them, anything, any contact with with an extra temporal reality or mm-hmm. being spiritual it's reality. like worship it's all the same for yeah. them right and then so. prayer for them is is maybe like the the words that you use mm-hmm. whereas for us it's um yeah dialogue i guess yeah. but it'd be spiritual so that's yeah. one thing and then also the the church right we have the church triumphant the church suffering and the church militant, militant. so the saints that we have in heaven are triumphant. They're there. They made it. But they're still real, present, alive. It's a part of the church. Even more alive than what we experience now. So here on earth, in the militant church, we're, we're in a battle, right? Militant. Yeah. It means soldiers, right? We're in a battle to, to um, build the kingdom of Christ, to sanctify ourselves and the world through Christ's own prayer that we unite to. Yeah. And his sufferings on the cross and to try to get to heaven. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they help us to do that. And um do you remember when you're in Rome, the last judgment of Michelangelo? Oh gosh, yeah. And yeah, like the saints like pulling you up and like helping each other up too. Yeah. yeah. So that always impacted me. So what else? What other questions do you have for All us? Right. Time is of the essence, so let's choose wisely. We're 20 minutes in. 
Wow. Yeah. It's okay. So much time these days to listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one other one is. I'm going to choose two. Two more to answer. One is, I don't know how to be silent. How is that possible? For example, good... with uh, with youth, with, you know, youth groups or um, we need to tell them, all right, we're going to pray. You keep silent for like the first couple of seconds. They're all fidgety. You know, they're, they're like, you know, and you try, sometimes I experiment, I leave a longer time for silence and they're all looking around, right? They start talking right. and like and the funny thing is it doesn't it doesn't help I'm sorry, it doesn't only happen to kids. It happens oh, to a lot of people. Yes. It happens right? to me sometimes too. Yeah. You sit down, you're silent, and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> Well or things you know? things come in your mind of like what I'm supposed to be doing or like tasks yeah. that I have to get done today or or like songs. And you just go off on a song. You're a musical person. I'm sure that happens yeah. a lot. Or you read something, or you look at the birds outside, and I don't know. The yeah, alligators so how, how, how do you... <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, yeah. So, um, I like to look at prayer as kind of like a the image of a train coming into the station. That's a pretty typical mm-hmm. image a lot of people use. But if you have a, a moment to pray that you've, like we said, set aside, like an untouchable, unmovable anchor in your day, the train can't stop on a dime right it takes a long time to slow down to get to the station um and that in the spiritual authors tradition of the church that's called remote preparation Mm -hmm. so remote like preparing the night before if you're praying in the morning you kind of prepare the night before why because we need time to wind down before that silence starts but also it's you know what am i feeding myself during the day what kind of noise could i start cutting out that would help me to be more silent in the moment or have that habitual um interior peace and state of soul that is tranquil kind of like a pond right you throw a whole bunch of rocks in the pond of music or youtube videos or talking to people or whatever that pond's going to be like rippling yeah crazy but if you the less you throw in there the more so I think that's remote preparation and just, yeah, I, I could start um, disciplining myself of, let me start cutting back and just make this a, a test mm-hmm. or a trial run, test drive this. If I, if I choose to go in the car without the radio on, am I going to die? <laughs> can i make it and see what happens see what like the fruits of that it's amazing but i think they're the wisdom of the church when we have lent what are we supposed to be doing prayer fasting and almsgiving that fasting right when we start to cut back on every impulse that my body asks for mm-hmm. every um you know everything that the, the noise the distractions the food if I, when I, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you start cutting back on those, it's like a fre- breath of fresh air and you're like, yeah. oh, wow, I could breathe again. So I think there it's really important to, to experience it yourself. Let me just be courageous and, cut, and start cutting back. Cut back. And that, I think that is where my body, my soul becomes master and not my body, body. because the body is kind of, mm-hmm. it's, 
it's un unwieldy, right? And yeah. it goes where it wants, but the soul is the one that's the discipline. Yeah. Um, all motivated out of love. That's what we have to do. It's never going to be discipline for discipline's sake or just, you know, no, white knuckling it. It's Volunteerism. Like, it's like saying if a girl and a guy are in a relationship or husband and wife and the wife wants the husband to sit down and talk to her or the husband wants the wife to sit down and talk to him and then they're running around or they have their phone on and they're, and he's like, no, just, just, do you love me or not? And if you do, leave that behind and talk to me. That's exactly <laughs> the same, yeah. right? With God. Like, yeah. If we love him enough, we're going to leave that behind and give him the attention because from his end, he's giving us our whole life is a hundred percent attention of God towards our soul. He's always watching and always yeah. listening, right? There's a funny video of this guy, and they're asking him for the quarantine's sake. Uh-huh. So you have two options about how to live this quarantine. A, you could be at home with your wife, your kids, and not go anywhere, not do anything. Or B, he's like B. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, anyway. but yeah, yeah. it's true. If you want to talk to somebody, you got to cut back yeah. of give them your full attention, yeah. like you say. And that and giving that full attention is silence, but it's not silence. You're actually opening your soul to listen yeah. to the one who's talking, which is God. Right? Um, and we go to our last question. Dana, drum roll. It, it actually follows this one. Okay. How do I know? So if I'm doing the silent thing, and I'm like, all right, cut off, and my headphones are away, and my phone's away, and I'm just there with my Bible in the corner of my house. How do I know when it is God talking to me or my own thoughts? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, parentheses there. Temptate or the distractions never go away. Yes, that's true. That's an important thing. We're never in like a state of nirvana. Right, <laughs> like the the Buddhist naturally, monks. Were naturally, you're not in the nirvana. So, I think for us, it's always there's always going to be those thoughts, those, and it's kind of answering the question too. There's going to be those thoughts, distractions, but they're like little kids that come up to us. Say like you know, like you said, yeah. this, the husband and wife are sitting in the living room talking on the couch, and the kids keep coming up to them. Yeah, what do they do? They just say. Hey, can you go in the other room? We're talking right now. And they turn back to prayer. They turn back to that conversation. So I think we deal with the temptations or the distractions in that sense. Mm -hmm. They're an opportunity for us to choose God and put them aside. And that choosing God and turning to him is so beautiful to God. He's like, wow, thank you for not paying attention to the kids and paying attention to me. Yeah. I mean, you can't neglect our kids. Don't worry about that. But yeah, but, you know, but yeah I think that's... Those 15, 20 minutes. So that, that in that parentheses there, going back to the, how do we know when it's God talking, when it's myself, my thoughts talking, I think we have to say, all right, look, God talks to us through our humanity. Yeah. So when we have that, those thoughts that just pop in our mind, you say, where did that come from? Or this has been... A repeated theme that's keep coming back to me. I've got to call this person. I've got to call this yeah. person. No, it's a distraction. I got to get back to prayer. No, I got to call this person. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> hey, maybe God's trying to tell you call to call that a person, person, right? Maybe not now, now, or it could be now, now, depending on the circumstance. Yeah. and that's I think that's a an element of discernment of spirits is knowing when the voice of God is trying to tell you something and knowing when the devil's trying to distract you from God. Yeah. So that's a whole another theme. 
that we can open up. But we get us with relationship building with Christ, we get to understand when God's talking to us. There's a, a sense of ease. There's a sense of, you know, the challenge or the cross. There's a sense of it's a it's according to my mm-hmm. dignity, my vocation as a child of God, my state in yeah. life as an apostle. And there's nothing that goes against the moral life. And it's, you know, it goes along with the flow of where my life has been going. Yeah. God. So how do I know? Um, sometimes we just have to, we have to trust that this thought, does it bring me closer to God or does it separate me? Exactly. From it? Is yeah. it self-centered or is it Christ-centered? Yeah, those are, those are uh, key questions. Yeah. One thing that, one thing I told someone before, like wa- trying to water down discernment of spirits, because that's a very like deep spiritual topic, um, is if if Christ would do it, if you know Christ enough, like if Christ would do it in your stead, do it, right? Like if it's a holy idea, yeah. Not not like pious idea, but if it's like a holy, if it's a good idea. Like good in good sense yeah. of the word. Yeah, yeah. Um, do it. And any doubt, ask someone who can provide an objective analysis or his opinion. Right. A spiritual That's guide a, or a spiritual a, guide or spiritual director is coming. Yeah. Somebody right. that you you know will point you towards yeah. the truth. Follow Jeremy, for example. Yeah. Right. Deacon Jaime. I don't yeah. know if I'd ask you everything. Maybe maybe something. <laughs> When there's no one else to ask, when, <laughs> you're, when you're stuck in a desert, exactly in quarantine. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's good. So I think these are a lot of stuff. Um, I think we can end here because, yeah, there's there's a lot of things to think about, and uh, I think one challenge we can leave with everybody, with all of you, today, um, is this is my challenge. You can have a different challenge. Okay. Go for it. It's find A quality time with God who loves you today. Right? Since if you're at home, right? Don't fill your stuff your day with stuff that's not God. Find that 10, 5, 10, 15 minutes to be with God alone, praying, reading the Bible, or just being quiet, talking to him about your day. You know? Mm-hmm. Be still for five be minutes. Still. Wow. That's tough. But I mean, I think yeah, like you said, read a read the readings from the day. You can look it up on your phone, yeah. Or if you have like a a Magnificat or something like that, yeah. you can follow along with. But read the readings for the day and be still for five minutes, ten or fifteen, oh. without any. I mean, you could have distractions, but fight the distractions, right? Yeah. But um, place yourself in your prayer corner, yeah. Your prayer room, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the world won't fall apart and. The news will still be there, and the <laughs> the fun will still be there when yep. you get back. Exactly the chores. So, yep. okay, that sounds like a challenge. I like yeah. it. Awesome. You want to end with a prayer, Father? Sure. You know, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love for us, reaching out to us and inviting us to a relationship. Each one of us, in some way, when we discover you, we become truly ourselves, and we discover a mission in life. We discover our, a direction towards heaven, a pathway that we can follow, um, narrow and um, up with its ups and downs, but sure, 
because you are the good shepherd guiding us to green pastures. So Lord, we ask a blessing upon all those listening to um, that we just continue to discover you each day and be generous, be generous with you in our hearts to um, find a way to pray, find ways to connect to you. And Mary, we place this, um, this day in your hands. Thank you for interceding for us before Christ, your son, and we turn to you with filial love and devotion. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you all. Thank you. Thanks, Father. Deke. <laughs> Thanks, Father.